those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. What's up, boys? It's your host, Spaz, Parlay Prince of the South. And if you like money, this is the episode for you. My co-host, Whipple, is out. He's currently en route to see the Lakers-Warriors playing game tomorrow. And with that being said, let's just get right into it. Sunday was a great day. We had 15 NBA games. Only one did not play off implications, that being the Sixers versus Magic. And we'll start with the Warriors-Lakers. That's tomorrow. This is my guaranteed rent money lock of the night lock of the week it's warriors plus five now we don't have to speak much on the lakers everyone knows that ad and lebron are going to be playing they want to avoid that winner of the 9 10 playing game but braun is always carrying bums man this bench is not deep at all jared dudley this bum he's on the team marcus saw andre drummond they're just fucking bums they're not stepping up but dennis schroeder has been you guys know my thoughts on Kyle Kuzma, absolutely ridiculously trash, as well as KCP. KCP, you know, it does play good in the playoffs. Maybe last year was just a fluke because they were in the bubble. But with the Warriors, the injuries are going to hurt them. No Kelly Oubre, no Clay Thompson, no James Wiseman. They're all hurt. So will this Warriors team go far? I do not know. What I can tell you is I guarantee you the winner of the Warriors-Lakers game will beat the Suns, and that's going to be a seven upsetting a two. And I'm not surprised, you know, the West is tough. Don't be surprised if a big underdog like a seventh seed makes a run this year. The Warriors have Jordan Poole. He, you know, put up 38 against the Pelicans, but he needs to do more. Baysmore needs to do more. Andrew Wiggins has been playing so good so far this season, but Draymond Green had some words after the Memphis game Sunday. He said, I'm a motherfucking dog. So, Draymond, you got to prove that, bro. Moving on to the Grizzlies Spurs, we're going to keep it in the West. That's also tomorrow night. Grizzlies are going to easily win and cover. I'm going to go to this game. This is another guaranteed lock at minus four. The Spurs, you know, have Popovich, never doubt him, but DeMar DeRozan doesn't really care. I feel like he just wants to go smoke weed. I think he wants the offseason to be over. He wants to go back to Compton and chill. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not hating on the guy. Go get high. I feel you, brother, but Grizzlies take this one in my eyes. They have a young core that's going to step up. Desmond Bain's been playing lights out. John Morant's, you know, the face of this team. Memphis is a team that wants to be like Utah. When I say that, it's hard to recruit guys in Utah. No one wants to come to Salt Lake. Don't get me wrong. Like, you can recruit a couple guys with no superstars going to Utah. I don't care who's on the team, who's a coach, whatever. They have a young core they need to build. No one expected this Utah team to be a one seed. This team kind of reminds me of a Dallas Mavericks Dirk team. They have one superstar, which I'm not really saying Donovan Mitchell's a superstar, but you could put him at top 15 players in the league right now. And then the rest of the veterans that play their role. This Utah team's scary. This Memphis team is going to win versus the Spurs, and then I believe they will be knocked out against the Lakers or Warriors, whoever loses that game. But also, speaking of young cores, we got to get to the Celtics game. That game is tonight. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Wizards. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are hungry, man. Russell Westbrook, say what you want. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think of Russell Westbrook. A lot of guys say he's a bum. A lot of guys say he's the greatest point guard ever lived. There's no middle ground when it comes to Russell Westbrook. Everyone either rides his dick or everyone says he's a bum. 
which is if people are comparing him to Kwame Brown, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's a bust. I think he's hungry. I think him and Bradley Beal can do a lot, but they can't do it all with themselves. Celtics have a lot of depth, and Brad Steven needs to figure it out, man. I don't know how many years he has left that he can have this young core stars and not figure it out. He hasn't even made a finals. This guy turned down a lifetime deal at the University of Indiana. He's probably going to regret it because I'm sure he's going to be fired in a few years if he can't make something happen. These guys, once they get older, they're going to start getting money elsewhere and take that money and leave, and then you're looking like a fool because you didn't win anything. And as far as the Pacers-Hornets game goes, the 9-10 playing game tonight, this is another guaranteed lock I have. Pacers minus three. It's a home game for them. I believe they acquired the best pickup all season with Karis LeVert. He's been playing lights out. He's a young star. He has a bright future. I expect Brogdon to walk down LaMelo Ball tonight. These guys are big difference makers. On top of that, we're not even talking about Sabonius, who all year has been a double-double machine. I would not be surprised if he drops a triple-double tonight. Moving on to questions, I'm not going to do any of the calls. I really appreciate all the calls that we've been getting just because my co-host is not here, but I will do a Twitter DM from at It's Marky Mark. He wants to know what's the best playoff matchups. I'm going to say Atlanta versus the Knicks is the most even matchup. If Trey Young really wants to prove himself in this league, he needs to step up and win this series. It's going to be a very tough one. I expect this to go the distance. Tony Snell, you guys know I'm a fan of him because of the meme circulating the internet of his trash stat line. He has had a resurgence this year. He, you know, he's known his role. Atlanta's pretty deep. Kevin Herter's a solid piece. John Collins, any single night, can either rebound it, score whatever you need him to do. And DeAndre Hunter is a great role player who's stepping up. Atlanta's future is so bright. I would say this Atlanta team has a brighter future than the Celtics. I know a lot of people are going to call me crazy for that. But really look at this roster, watch their game film, watch this playoff series, watch how they compare against this Knicks team. Knicks team, I don't have too much to say about them. You guys know I've been on rants about them before, how I really believe they have taken a turn. Thibodeau's got to be coach of the year. Julius Randle has to be the most improved player of the year. They are playing phenomenal. And if they made a deep playoffs run like the Eastern Conference Finals, I honestly would not be surprised. The As far as the best future matchup goes, to answer your question, I'm going to say the Nets Sixers, if that's a possible Eastern Conference Finals matchup. And I think that comes down to a coaching matchup. You got the young bull, Steve Nash, with, but then again, you know, he's got Mike D'Antoni as his assistant, and Mike D'Antoni knows James Harden better than anybody, versus Doc Rivers, who, oh, he's got a lot of criticism through the years. He never won with his uh, Clippers. He never even made it to the finals with the Clippers. And he only had one ring with that Celtics team, which is the first original big three. I don't know if you guys noticed, but after the Warriors-Grizzlies game Sunday, Joss said Steph deserves a VP. LeBron also said that. Steph is currently a 33-1 to favorite to win the MVP. Obviously, Jokic is probably going to take that home. But it just makes me think I have a solution to fix the MVP problem. Because a lot of people hate on the media saying, you know, they've never played a day in the NBA in their life. And I agree with that. How can you judge who's the most valuable player when you're not going head-to-head against these guys every night? So what I think the media should do at the end of the year, they should make a list of like four or five guys and have all the players vote. And you can't 
vote if you're on that list, but all the players should vote for who the MVP is, and that will determine it. I think that's a perfect solution to this problem. As far as everything else goes, I don't have much to talk about. I guess we can talk about all the smoke drama real quick. Kwame Brown did call out the All the Smoke cast, Steven Jackson, Matt Bauer, shout out to those guys. I love that podcast. He was tripping. I don't know if he's on drugs or what, but he took offense to the latest episode with Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, and I watched that whole episode when it came out, and I didn't see anything where they even mentioned Kwame Brown. I don't know why he's tripping or he's in his feelings. I think he's just trying to clout Chase because he has 8K followers on Instagram. Not that it matters, but our platform at Lock Sports has more than that. Like, come on, dude, step your game up. You're in the NBA. I think you're just trying to clout chase. I'm trying, I think you're trying to get a radio deal. So he is my Matt LaFleur of the week. And also he called out Steven Jackson for being a fake Muslim. Like you can become religious at any point in your life. But with that being said, that's my NBA playoff special. We will be back to speak on other sports like the NHL playoffs. MLB and the NFL news when my co-host Whipple comes back. Stay gambling, boys. Stay safe. We appreciate all the love. I'm going to leave the hotline in the description. I'm going to leave our socials in there. Tweet at us, call us, whatever. We love you. Peace out.